evening. Happy Friday. I hope you are well. I am back with another episode of Gushers. My name is Ashley Hamilton and Gushers is the podcast for talking about music for people who don't want to talk about any facts regarding music. All gushing, no other stuff. Today I have an incredible episode with my good friend Tommy McNamara. Funny enough, This episode was recorded months after the episode that aired last week with Jake Cornell, but the topics were similar. Jake told me about a couple of things that I then reference with Tommy, but I want you to know the things that we mentioned twice. It was not two weeks back to back. A little behind the scenes movie magic for you, but I am so excited about this episode. I love chatting with Tommy especially about tunes. So I think you're going to friggin' love this week's episode. So without further ado, here is Tommy McNamara. I am here with Tommy McNamara, one of my favorite musicians personally, (laughs) (laughs) and also incredible comedian and the host of the podcast Stand By Your Band. What's up? Not too much, yeah. Um, yeah, one of the most notable musicians of the era, I would say. Can um, I say, <laughs> I like reference, I like sing your songs. <laughs> the <laughs> other day, nice. someone was talking about New Year's Eve. I love, I fucking love that song. <laughs> well, thank you, yeah. I, everyone can look that up on Twitter. Yeah, it's called, uh, I don't want to kiss at midnight, I want to drink a beer. Uh, which will be in my upcoming special whenever that comes out. So oh my God, I look can't out for that. Yeah. wait. It's so good. <laughs> thank you, well. The Christmas rendition of the Four Non Blonde song. Fucking incredible stuff. Yeah, it, it, none of this makes any sense to a, <laughs> to a listener, but yeah. No, you guys will get it. You guys are Tommy stands. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Stand by your Tommy, mm-hmm. they say. They always say it, yeah. Anyway, how have you been? How's your life? How? What kind of music have you been listening to lately? Uh, my life has been good. I, for the most part, I am just, uh, I'm all about whatever popular indie band featuring a female <laughs> singer-songwriter is big at the moment. I just kind of cycle through those because that's always my favorite kind of stuff. Can I say, I want to talk to the the teen girls, the teen gatekeepers of TikTok and be like, oh, this band boy genius that you think you discovered. Oh, it was yeah. actually Tommy McNamara. <laughs> <laughs> I've been since, since day one. I do feel yeah. like five years ago, you were like, oh yeah, I love I love these, these gals. <laughs> I and do, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, they're pretty good. And then like all of a sudden... I mean, I think Phoebe Bridgers was hugely popping off yes. already, but like, and they were all, I think, doing stuff individually, but Boy Genius, I had only heard that out of your mouth until this year. Wow. That is an honor. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big, big fan of all three of them individually, and it's so weird now that it's gotten to the point where there's like a big backlash against them. Wait, because, there is? Yeah. I mean, just like, not like a big backlash, but just like people are over it in a way that like you never really see with indie acts like that usually because they never get big enough for that to happen. Um, yeah. So it's just weird seeing that life cycle, but the, still a fan. I think they put out, the album's really great, the record. Is like, oh. Yeah. I really like it. I've been listening to it. I saw like some people were like, wow, this song about Emily is fucked up. And I was like, I think it's kind of good. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it's Maybe just don't dive into the real story then and just listen to the fucking music. How about? You know, just for once. Yeah. But no, I've been listening to that. Um, then Wednesday, another consumer thing, put out a great album. And then um, the one I picked for my currently streaming, Blonde Shell, uh, put out probably my favorite album of the year so far. So I highly recommend Ooh. that. How do you find new bands? Do you have like a specific like playlist or like a release schedule that you go to or do you just like go through Spotify and see what's what? So I never 
I never listen to what Spotify recommends to me anymore <laughs> because I do think it's pale <laughs> and I think it's messed up. But Can I say it's gotten quite bad, I think. I think mm-hmm. it used to have like the release radar and Discover Weekly used to be kind of sick and mm-hmm. it's really fallen off. Yeah, so I, I don't really mess with that anymore. Usually it's just like recommendations from friends. Like I have like kind of music friends who you know my know taste. Who are yeah. pretty plugged in. Who are very plugged in and like like this blonde show, uh, my friend Tynan, who's like the biggest music fan, was like, I know that you personally will love this and knocked it out of the park, which uh, I would say nine times out of ten if someone's like, you will love this, they're all right, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, that or I mean, I still, um, as lame as I still read Pitchfork and I still like, I listen to like an indie cast and indie music podcast. So I still like hear about stuff those ways too. But I don't think that's lame. I do think Pitchfork has gotten, obviously, they've become a bit of a punchline, a meme, mm-hmm. a bundle of idiots. <laughs> but I also think that like you need those uh, benchmarks for like discovering things and like, feeling a way about things. Do you know what I mean? Like when I read a pitchfork review, I'm not like looking to find out how I feel about yes. an album. I know how I feel about an album and I'm looking to either feel validated or angry. Yes. Like for I'm not sure. like you can't, you're not supposed to look at these magazines. I really, I talk a lot on the other podcast about media literacy and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think people have gotten insane. They think that like, if this doesn't like match my exact belief, then I've been attacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, lots of people have opinions and these people have quite researched opinions. And that still doesn't mean that they're God. Yes, for sure. It's so okay it's to disagree and it's fine. Yeah. And it's a really good way to discover music. Cause sometimes I'll be looking at something and the way they describe it, they'll be like, Oh, this band has like a, like bubbly pop, like late 80s vibe and it sucks i'm like oh i love a bubbly pop late 80s vibe so i'll go listen to that album even though you gave it one star (laughs) that's like um there's this singer songwriter ethel kane who has this really great song called american teenager and i was reading the pitchfork about the album and it said american teenager sounds like it could be something off of speak now and i was like oh fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) which i think they meant as a diss but i was like hell yes you're like okay so it's going to go down in history as one of the greatest of all time (laughs) i hear you i hear you yeah an indie song that sounds like taylor swift is like my specific wheelhouse i feel like yes Um, it's great shit maggie rogers put it in my maggie rogers (laughs) last album was so good one of the best of the year i think underrated yeah yeah. can i tell you one thing i really don't respect about pitchfork right now Hmm. The way they're re-reviewing things. It, it really sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's I agree. really yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. I am like, if you gave something one star because you didn't understand what was happening there, fucking live in that. Live in that feeling, you losers. Yes. It's hugely embarrassing. to. It's one thing to like in another review be like, this album I went really hard on. I like kind of wish I hadn't. And like maybe write in a think mm. piece about how your review was wrong, but you can't re-review. Yes. No, I feel the same way. Um, it, it's like if you were picking sports predictions and <laughs> you pick a team that lost, and you're like, well, actually, uh, now that I think about it, I actually thought the other team was going to win. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Just There's like a Cinderella story season, and you're like, yeah, I didn't pick them in the beginning, but now that they've already won, I really see how they could have won. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's I know. A... <laughs> they did. <laughs> oh, you think that like that one player who like no one saw potential and actually rose to the occasion? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's done. It happened. Great predicting, idiots. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that is, yeah, the majority of what's in my headphones is either the saddest indie song you've ever heard or a sports podcast. So those are my two interests that we have uh, identified yeah. there. 
Um, but yeah, I, I almost picked Fiona Apple for one of my songs, and I was thinking they did a thing with her where they gave Extraordinary Machine, my favorite of her albums, Best New Music, and then they took it away <laughs> later um, when she changed, like John Bryan was no longer involved in the album, and then they were like, it's not good anymore. And I was like, well, I've only heard the not John Bryan version, and it's like one of my favorite albums of all time. So. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so that's one of the things that upsets Those me. Those motherfuckers you know. are loopy as hell. They really are, yeah. So where do you listen to music mostly? Do you like sit down? and listen to an album or do you like queue up a few things and take a walk i'm a big big walker big walking music that's definitely my my main thing um or just when i'm at the soup kitchen or at crossfit (laughs) or you know whatever my daily habits you know i kind of do it during them but yeah when i'm saving a life (laughs) sometimes i walk around the park looking for someone who needs cpr (laughs) i'm like oh yeah i'll put on some uh metallica now you know what's your favorite song to listen to when you're saving a cat out of a tree uh well the phrase how to save a life of course (laughs) (laughs) i am gray's anatomy (laughs) yeah I feel like my song for this, I mean, we reviewed Timbaland's book this week for mm-hmm. the pot for CNBC. And so I was listening to a lot of Timbaland songs and um, Stay Fly by Big Timers or Still Fly. So not Stay Fly by Three Six Mop. No. Okay. Still Fly by Big Timers. I have been listening to that song over and over again. Also, I've been listening to a lot of Aaliyah, but it is one of those songs where I like kind of just forgot it existed. And then I put it on because I was listening to a bunch of songs Timbaland produced. And I was like, okay, this might be one of the best songs of the 2000s. It's so fucking good. (laughs) No, you'll know it. Like, you'll hear it and be like, oh, my God. I listened to it first thing this morning. And I was like, it's too much hype this early. I can't. I need to wind it down. I'm going to burn out on my day. I can't live like this. Yeah. You're like, I was putting together a bracket. And so I was listening to a bunch of songs. And I was like. I like need to tune it, tone it down. It's too much. I'm like hurting myself. <laughs> it's like up, fucking yeah. eight fifteen in the morning. I can't be listening to Promiscuous by <laughs> that Nelly Furtado. The first song that comes to mind when you said Timbaland was Promiscuous Girl. <laughs> it's so good. It's honestly it's so funny. So good. And I was like, oh my god, my heart can't handle it. Don't play this for someone who's on the fritz. You know what I mean? They'll go down quick. I do love the pitch of like, what about a song about a girl who yeah. is promiscuous? <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> god, I fucking love Nelly Furtado. Her arc, that's a mm. memoir I would love to read. Like a bird, yeah. I remember her from like the Disney Channel music videos. Oh, wow. Her mu- like, I'm like a bird the music video used to play in between like Disney channel shows. Oh, that's so funny. And I was like, Oh, she's very talented. And then promiscuous girl came out and I was like, and a slut. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that about her. Play that, yeah. The Disney channel after dark. They would play, yeah. Should we get into your, your song? Yeah, for sure. Your song of a lifetime. It doesn't have to be your song of a number one lifetime. Yeah. Well, it's hard. I do think, because I hate the question of like favorite band of all time, favorite song of all time. But right. if I have to do it, this is definitely one of the ones that will like spurt out to <laughs> have an answer. Yeah. Um, which is LCD Sound Systems, All My Friends. And it's, um, I do think it might be my favorite song. I was at a wedding a couple months ago. Um, as you know, I go to 30 weddings a year. And <laughs> um, it was one of my best friends for my whole life. And it was, you have the a best lot of man. best friends I, for your whole I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a song about friendship and aging and it's like and nostalgia, which are like things I feel all the time. And 
it was by one of my best friends and uh, another one of my best friends was on Gay Mary and my friend was giving the speech and uh, he quoted this song and I was like very emotional about it. The uh, the line, uh, I wouldn't change one stupid decision for another five years of life and just like, God, I love that line so much. I and love shit like that because one of the most important things about friendship is being idiots. Yes, for sure. I feel like if you can't be an I really do feel that way. I think that if someone like calls you out for being stupid instead of being stupid with you, I'm like, oh, you're not an all timer. You're not. No, you're not on the inside. Unless yeah. what you're doing is like truly fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Which is the case sometimes, but yeah. Yeah. But okay. So tell me about LCD Sound System. How long have you been listening to them? How did you first discover? So I think that this fits in with what you have as kind of the mantra of the show is like not knowing about music, but talking about music yeah. is that I um, found the literally the most lame way you could possibly start listening to this band, which was like the coolest band of a certain era is that I literally watched the documentary about them before I ever listened to a song, <laughs> and that's how I got into it, uh, Shut Up and Play the Hits, which is great. It's about their last show at Madison Square Garden, which they've only played 800 shows since, so it's very yeah. cool. <laughs> um, but, but And I was just like, yeah, that, that documentary is really great just because it like, really shows this moment in time where it was this band like really that had no business playing Madison Square Garden, but so many people loved them that they just did it and made it their last show, and it's a really cool thing about it. Um, so I just saw, and then there was like a two-year period where they just were like were my favorite band when they didn't exist, and then of course they come back, and I never see them. <laughs> but, um, Have like, you ever gone to the Brooklyn Steel residency? I've still never seen them live. No. Oh um, my god, that's the that's actually how I kind of okay. So I'd always heard of LCD Sound System. I'm mine is lamer than yours. Don't worry, but okay, I, they're yeah. also. I mean, I I like like LCD Sound System a lot, but they first of all there used to be a dance party in. Los Angeles called Dance Yourself Clean, which was like, oh yeah, yeah, like you know, like LCD Sound System vibes music all night, and mm -hmm. I don't really know why. I don't know if they had anything to do with it. If they just like called it that, it was just a dance party at the Satellite, which I don't even think exists anymore. Named um, after the Dave Matthews song Satellite. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, and it was like a cool venue, and a lot of comedians would always be like, "Oh, Dance Yourself Clean is." Saturday so we're all gonna go there after like this show and I was always kind of like wary of going because to me it sounded like a sober dance party <laughs> yeah and yeah, I yeah. was like I don't want to do that yeah <laughs> I like, that doesn't um, sound. and I like went once and I was like oh okay so people drink but also maybe a lot of people here are sober I like did not understand the title <laughs> in any regard which dance yourself clean is a very famous LCD sound system yes. song yeah yeah and then I moved to New York and I had a friend who like I knew her before I moved to New York and we were really close when I first moved here. And then our friendship like kind of dwindled pretty quickly mm. and I like really wanted to keep it alive. And she invited me to an LCD sound system concert at Brooklyn steel. And I was like, I have to go to this concert. I like don't know anything about this band except for that. I like know they exist and cool people like them. And then there I was like, Oh, they're so good. Yeah. They're incredible. <laughs> and then I was yeah. looking up their albums when I got home. Cause I was like, I got to listen to more LCD sound system. And I was like, Oh, dance yourself clean. Well, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole time you went to the bar, you didn't know that was the name of a song? I know. I was like, I don't understand what's happening. That's so funny. I was oh just like, God. oh, they play like vibey indie music and everyone gets drunk and dances. Why do they call it that? <laughs> <laughs> and no one seems that clean. <laughs> no, it's actually quite dirty. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, 
But yeah, it also does a thing that some of my favorite songs do where it's literally two chords the entire time. And it's like, it's just two chords. It's this piano riff that the second it starts, you know exactly what it is. And it's just like, immediately like gives me the chills half the times I listen to it. And it just like builds and like starts with the piano and then instruments come in. And like the easiest way to get me listening to a song is just like the same chords, but louder and (laughs) faster as it goes on. It's like the easiest way to trick me into loving something. I love that shit where there's like that slow build where like all of a sudden things like start adding on and it like, it like starts like kind of delicate and then it just like comes at you like harder and harder and harder. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, (laughs) I'm in. Okay. (laughs) Where was I? Yeah. It's I I don't know. It's just, a, a perfect like yeah simple thing that works so well i feel like yeah um it is like simple and it works so well but like it not everyone pulls it off and so when they do i'm just like oh here we are the best song of all time <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, that was i mean i when i was a kid i was like went through this big i'm 13 angsty nirvana phase sure. and i remember i used to kirk Cobain used to always say it's just like all songwriting is just loud, quiet, loud. It was how he thought about it, which I thought was such a great way to put it. That is a really good way to put it. Because um, I feel like for like radio pop songs. Okay, here's a thought that I just had that is maybe a generalization. But I think that you have to like have more trust from your audience and yourself as like a songwriter in order to have songs that have that like long, slow build. Because yes. I think that like a lot of those like obvious hits have like an intro that like knocks it out of the park in the first like seven seconds Mm -hmm. and i feel like when it comes to like discovery and like radio play and things like that that can be so important like when it comes to dance parties at bars you know like people that first couple like you don't have 45 seconds to two minutes for people to like wait for the song to hit it is like a, it's like a great TV show, but you have to be like you need to get through the first four hours of it, and then yeah. you'll, it'll be your favorite thing. But the it's first like, yeah, six seasons are hard, but you have to get through them <laughs> to understand what happened. But that season finale of six. Is like, but then when you go yeah. back and watch it, like once you're already a fan because you're one of the people who got through the first six, you're 100%. just like, oh, but now every second of this is like fucking incredible to me. Yes, but I if mean, you like put it on for a new listener, they might be like. Okay. I feel like so many people were like that with Succession, where Succession didn't grab people for the first like five episodes, and I feel like so many people were just like, "This sucks," and then like oh, <laughs> you wow. feel so good that if you stuck with it, and now it's like everyone's favorite show. I am still on season one, episode four. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in the intro. You're in the slow intro still. I yeah. kept trying, and then I watched like two seasons of it in one day when I had food poisoning. And so I like don't remember a single so thing that funny. happened. It was just like on for like 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's in- that's like I always I never watched Game of Thrones. And the reason is, is when I tried to start it, I had just gotten my wisdom teeth taken out and I was on Vicodin and I kept falling asleep. And I was like, this show's boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's clear. And I just like always was associated with being boring in my head, even though it was clearly the Vicodin. But well. It wasn't clearly. No, I don't know. Maybe. It, <laughs> yeah. I never watched it either. I remember watching. I think I watched like two episodes of Game of Thrones too. I don't. There are certain shows where I'm like, I'm sure this is so good. But listening to people on the internet be like, and what you need to understand is. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want any fucking part of this. <laughs> Do not talk to me about the nuances of like a medieval assault. I like don't <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so LCD sound system, 
is this like a genre of music that you had liked a lot or no not really like most of what i listen to is guitar based rock i would say or yeah or i mean i used to listen to a lot more hip-hop um I, I don't as much anymore. Not not that it isn't good. I just kind of stopped listening to it. So most of what I also do is guitar-based rock. But this is kind of the only band in that style I really like ever like loved. You know, yeah. Like there are songs that I like that are more in this style. But yeah, I don't know. Something about this song specifically just like hits me in just the perfect way. That I just like it doesn't have anything to do with genre or anything. It's just one of those. Yeah, you know, that's so interesting to have like one of your favorite songs be like a huge outlier in like the rest of your playlist. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I don't know. Yeah. I I feel like that whole scene and like everything that he's like pulling from James Murphy is like stuff that I would like, he'll just like really into like can and like all this like old, like electronic and industrial stuff that I like have no interest in at all. But like for some reason, like interpreted through the 2000s indie rock scene that he was a part of, I think somehow the reason it hits me so much. Cause like, I don't know if you read like meet me in the bathroom and it was all kind of, you know, the strokes and yeah, yeah, yeah. And all this stuff that I did like when I was younger yeah, was all happening at the same time. And I don't know if it all like bled into each other a little bit, but for some reason that amalgamation just worked for me. Yeah. That's so interesting. I haven't read it. I think I own it, but I don't, I don't, I like buy a lot of books <laughs> and I'm like, one of these days I'm really going to get around to the reading. Well, it's tough cause you have a show where you have to read too. So it's I like, know. it's like, I didn't yeah start reading for pleasure until I would be like off from college. Like, and then I was like, Oh, I can read a book and then no one will yell at me if I don't. <laughs> and that's when I started liking reading and yeah, you know, yeah. But when this, you have to read something, it's just different. Yeah. This summer, I think I'm going to read books. This is the summer of <laughs> yeah. summer of reading. <laughs> Holding books. up in the library. I yeah. feel like there's something about like when it's nice out, you're like, mm. okay, I want to be outside, but like there's not that much to do outside besides like sit around and drink or something. Yes. So like maybe if I read outside, that'd be nice because when it's shitty outside, I'm like, well, if I'm sitting inside, I'd rather watch TV. Yes. <laughs> no, reading outside with a nice coffee is one of life's uh, one of life's yeah. little pleasures, I think. So we're gonna do that. <laughs> Me and Bug. <laughs> Bug also loves bug a little to dog read. bug, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the reason that the I always come back to the song is because I am just like a sap who loves any nostalgia about hanging out with your friends, and this is like the ultimate song for that. Um, I love songs about hanging out with your friends. I feel like there is not enough content about friendship. Yes, yeah. So much, so much breakup. So much pumped up for the party not and i'm just like hey you know what i liked that night we all got drunk together and, uh, and laughed all night and it's like those are the best nights the best nights yeah i don't want to do anything besides hang out with my friends and laugh yeah i mean you can have your taylor swift's 2 a.m screaming in the rain nights you know but the, the good nights are the ones where <laughs> it's a bunch of people That's you love and you're just getting drunk hanging out I think. why dating is so hard is because whenever anything like fun comes up with my friends i'm like oh, meet a new person and like get to know each other over a <laughs> yeah. drink or like go hang out with my favorite people in the fucking world. Yeah. I don't want to meet a new person <laughs> and talk over a drink. Get out of here. I want to yeah. hang out with my, f- what if they have a, like all my friends night and I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I, I would die. I always have so much fear of missing. Yeah. One of those nights that like gets referenced forever. That's always oh a big God. fear of mine. Yeah. That's happened to me a couple of times. One time when you guys were having a barbecue on Tom's roof and I like I don't know, I was just like a little tired and so I was like I'm just not gonna go and then and then you were like I played that U two song and everyone went crazy and I was like 
this actually haunts me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All My Friends is definitely a song I will put on at the end of the night when it's like the last people are still there. And there's songs like, (laughs) sometimes I was talking to Tom uh, Takar about this recently. And I feel like we have songs sometimes where it'll be the end of a night, like on a roof or outside. And I'll put it on just so like, (laughs) like for him. And there'll be like eight people at the party. Like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Why are you playing like a kind of emotional song right now? And I'm like, shut up. We're feeling something <laughs> together, idiot. Yeah. Breathe into it. Yeah, it's come not on. bad. <laughs> this will be a memory that lasts us a lifetime. Yeah, exactly. And I will reference it in a speech at your wedding, yeah. which I'm assuming I'm in. I'm already saving up for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, what are your other songs like? Because I know you're you're a big ox chord person like what are your go-to like oh people are gonna fucking flip songs you know i always love playing where to party at by jagged edge (laughs) because i feel like no matter when it is no one's heard it in years and i feel like people always get excited when they hear that guitar part (laughs) and it's just like a a great throwback um i like to i used to like to play a lot of kanye but (laughs) (laughs) that's become a a charged topic that was such a good go-to like across the board no matter what room you were in no matter what time it is there's like a kanye song that's perfect for it and now you have to like in order to like kanye you have to be like i know i'm sorry never mind (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think too yeah it's like exactly when we grew up and where we grew up because we were in the suburbs of chicago and it was was like such a big kanye was the entire music like it was yeah. just like your thoughts on the different kind of albums were your thoughts about music in general you yeah. know it was such a different thing i mean like chance was like that for like a second but then that fell off really quickly yeah, but yeah. chance like i guess it was like the god thing i don't know what it was yeah i know it's uh it's wild how, there how was like that happened. three years where i was like chance the rapper is yeah well, he was yeah the next guy the greatest guy <laughs> the greatest yeah. there ever was I'm trying to think of other songs. Oh, do you know which one I played the other day? I love putting on Starry-Eyed Surprise. <laughs> That's a great one. I'm pulling up my, my party playlist I throw on a lot. Oh, When the Last Time by Clips. That's a great one. <laughs> um, fucking Problems, Aesop Rocky. Oh, yeah. That's in there. Stay Fly, 3-6 Mafia, not Still Fly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Little Wayne Receipt is a huge one for me. Yeah, it's, I love that song, and I feel like that's a perfect party song. That um, is a perfect party. Because if you love it, you're instantly so happy it's on. If you don't know it, it just sounds really good. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like a great vibe, no matter what. Oh my god, I was doing the music at a party a couple weeks ago, and a f- like it was on a Sono, so like kind of anyone can like take it and reconnect to it. And so, like, a couple people were like, oh, Ashley, are you doing the music right now? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, we could tell. Fucking killing it. And I was like, (laughs) I know I am. And then I, like, went downstairs. And I still had, like, I had a whole queue queued up. I was like, I'm not Mm. about to leave my post unless there's, like, a significant queue War breaks out. Yeah. And so I leave and I come back and, like, some other stuff is playing. And I was like, I know I didn't turn this on. And then my friend who, he was like, I could tell exactly when you stopped controlling the music. And I was like... (laughs) And he's like, so I put this on. I was like, I never. What song was it that you thought I didn't put on? Because I had put all those on. Oh, that's so funny. I don't know what it. I was because I was trying to be eclectic because it was like a pretty eclectic group of people. And I'm like, I wasn't offended, but I was like, I'm curious about like which one where you like Ashley would never play this. It was Toby Keith's brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, what's his name? Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Can I say, pick up 
picture by Kid Rock and Sheryl Crow. Oh, it's a classic. It like yeah. really bums me out that Kid Rock is on that song because <laughs> I'm like, this is this might be one of the greatest songs there ever was. It's so mm-hmm. good. It's a great karaoke song. It's a great. It yeah. makes me so fucking mad that Sheryl Crow tricked me into loving a Kid Rock song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sheryl Crow. We talked about on my podcast once. Yeah, but Tuesday Night Music Club, another big formative album for me. That was like, yeah, Sheryl Crow. I saw her at Ravinia. Wait, I actually did too. We must have talked about this before. I don't know if we were at the same show, but I definitely saw her at Ravinia. I Because I, I remember I made all my friends come and they were like not <laughs> into it as I was. She's doing a festival at Forest Hills this year. And I am trying to figure out if I'm going to be in town for it. Because I really want to go. I haven't wow. seen her live in Cheryl a really Crow long Forest time. Hills. That's and I was like, she's like part of a festival though. It's Cheryl Crow, Ice Spice. and uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bad Bunny. And Bad Bunny. <laughs> They're the new boy genius. Oh my God. <laughs> Bug farted in a way that I is do, like yeah, it is, uh, really noticeable. Yeah. obstructing <laughs> justice. <laughs> <laughs> this is tough stuff. Claire always complains about Bug's toots. I'm always like, they're not that bad. In the last couple of days, I'm like, are you okay? I did set my coat down directly <laughs> in the line of fire <laughs> unintentionally. <but. laughs> no, you're going to have to burn that coat. <laughs> Yeah, summer's coming up. It'll be fun. Yeah, you'll leave it. Just leave it outside till winter, <laughs> and it'll air out. All right, good. Yeah, it's really hurt her feelings. Oh no. Okay, so do you listen to like the whole LCD Sound System catalog? Is there like one album that you really vibe with, or is it like really just this song that you're like, no, this is where it hits for me? I definitely listened to the catalog for sure. There was um, the era when I was really into them was when I had a car. Um, I'm trying to remember which. I had one of the CDs in my car, and I listened to it all the time. Uh, Sound of Silver, I think it was that one. So that was like the album that I listened to a lot, but I definitely listened to it all. And I listened to the new one they put out a few years ago and thought it was good. They also put out a good Christmas song a few years ago, a good sad Christmas song, which is my kind of jam. I love Christmas song. Um, and it's so scary when an artist you really like announces they're putting out a Christmas song and you're like, please don't fuck it up. <laughs> and they did not, so I was appreciative of that. Um, but yeah, Sound of Silver was the one I had in my car, and that has... All My Friends, it has uh, New York, I Love You, But You're Bringing Me Down, which oh, is an yeah. easy one to listen to right when you move here. and <laughs> like a, Very on the nose, but you know. I do love it, but man, tough stuff sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last weekend, I should have played it last weekend when it was just like oh, raining, it was raining the nonstop. Entire day. Yeah. I do feel like when you have like three days of nonstop rain in New York, that's enough to be like, I don't know how long I can do it. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, that, that was like the first time... I could remember in a really long time where I literally didn't leave my apartment for an entire day. <laughs> I was like, in I yeah. other cities where you drive or in cities where it doesn't rain as much, you're just like, whatever. You just need it's, the umbrella for that. Yeah, walk to the car. That's totally it's fine. Different. But yeah. like in New York, when it's raining really bad for a couple of days, you're like, God, if I decide to go somewhere, I will have like wet pants. Yeah, the whole night. Yeah. It's, they <laughs> never dry. Yeah, you're yeah. just going to be wet. If you accidentally step in a puddle god forbid <laughs> you could die <laughs> of malaria There's a very good chance you will die yeah it is tough to live here on like real bad weather streaks it brings you down but yeah. then it gets nice out and you're just like oh my god why would i ever leave i love it here so much even when it's like half nice when it's yeah. like today where it's like 59 and sunny i'm like this is great yeah <laughs> yeah if it's like decent enough that you can put on like not your heaviest coat and walk around i'm yeah. just like okay 
If I don't, if my face doesn't hurt from outside, I'm mm-hmm. happy. And it's yeah, always easier than Chicago uh, weather-wise. What would what have would have been your second choice gusher? My second choice was gonna be Oh Well by Fiona Apple, which oh, I yeah. think is like my favorite breakup song ever. Um, and I listened to it twice today, and just <laughs> I got into it <laughs> for like, a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was listening to the Contenders. That was definitely up there. I thought about doing All Too Well, just. Oh. Uh, I know we've talked about that one before on <laughs> numerous uh, recorded and not recorded conversations, but that's always uh Do you where do you stand on the ten minute version versus the OG? I'm gonna offend some people. Listen, I hate the ten minute version. I I've think it sucks. Offended Taylor. <laughs> I don't think there's any people who would get mad about that who will still listen to this podcast okay, because yeah. I've talked about how I think that like Taylor Swift's fandom is like ruining music (laughs) (laughs) and i am a taylor swift stan (laughs) yeah i mean the the og on red truly not just one of my favorite taylor swift songs one of my favorite songs ever yeah and the 10 minute version i was just like i would think i listened to it twice and i was like i'll never listen to this again (laughs) i like like it but it's a different song to me and i feel like the original version of the song is so much better Yes, uh, I mean fuck the patriarchy. Keep oh, that line—it <laughs> just like it grates against my ears so much. I can't. I don't like that. No, it's so bad. And I don't. I don't know. I think that there are like instrumental moments in it. Like there are like I don't know, just having more like builds and breaks. I'm just like fun. I love yeah, to hear yeah, it. Yeah. Great stuff. But I also think it like takes away from like crumpled up piece of paper lying here you mm-hmm. know because you're just like well this is now just like kind of smack in the middle of the song like when i listen <laughs> yeah. to the 10 minute version it like doesn't really carry those moments that like smack you in your face mm-hmm. on this the shorter version like just kind of flop around on the 10 minute version yes for sure and, and so i i like it but it's not i don't know i would definitely if i could only have one on a desert island I would go with the OG. <laughs> and this is a scenario that will probably happen very soon. Yeah. I know. Why do people always ask that question if it's not a possibility? <laughs> <laughs> I just think it gets talked about a lot. That's true. Like a death row meal. I'm like, well, chances are I'll be on death row <laughs> or a desert <laughs> island. Why are people always talking about this if it's not happening? Yeah. Yeah. The judge sentences you to one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Which would you pick? Um... Desert Island, because I think I could have a nice Wilson volleyball-like relationship with some yeah. <laughs> some kind of inanimate object I could find, you know? No, that's so true. <laughs> Plus, you just get to, like, hang out and, like, vibe and listen to music. Mm-hmm. Beach vibes, pina coladas. For the rest yeah. of your days. <laughs> yeah. On the podcast version, or, like, the British radio show version of Desert Island Discs, you also get to bring one book. And I'm like, I don't know, eight albums and a book. I think I could spend some serious time you could do a year i bet <laughs> <laughs> it's the right eight albums in the right book yeah i'd be okay for a bit yeah <laughs> and of course the book is the bible uh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. my favorite book <laughs> and the cds are all the, the audio book. books of the bible <laughs> do you have any final thoughts on lcd sound system before we wrap it up uh great band great tune uh great friends <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to throw it on at a outdoor hang this summer. Oh, I fucking love an outdoor hang. I can't wait till Nothing it's like nice it. out. Oh, it's going to be the summer of our lives. <laughs> See you there. <laughs> See you there. Where can people find you? Oh, yeah. I am uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at TommyMCNAM. I have a comedy album on Spotify. I have a Christmas album or a Christmas EP on Spotify also. And I'm going to have a new thing coming out this year. So be on the lookout for that. And oh, stand by your band podcast. Be on the lookout. <laughs> 